Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. So I had a very strange start last week, so I'll just simply ask you what you're going to begin with. I'm going to begin with Amazon. And we oh, have been we never reporting, uh, we've been reporting on Amazon over the years, opening up uh, electronic shops, their Amazon four star, where they only stock items that have had four star reviews or mm. higher. And they've opened uh, bookshops across the US. Um, they're now closing them. They've closed 68 of them um, around the world, including two in the UK. Probably because they've realised there's no market in physical shops due to uh, Amazon. Yes, yes, exactly. I mean, <laughs> most bookshops would blame their demise, those that have closed on Amazon itself. Exactly. Which started off with books, didn't it? Yes, it did. Indeed, yes. indeed. Um, so and what about Amazon Fresh? So no, no word about whether Amazon Fresh is a No, that is, that is very much still going, and they're opening plenty more stores, even across the UK. They're planning on opening quite a lot more. So that's that's good. Food... People want to see food when they buy it. They don't necessarily want to see books before they buy it. Although I think people do want to see electronics because you've got to get a feel for them. You've got to see what the remote controls are like, particularly things like microwaves. You know, do you, don't, do you, do you just press a button to get it going? Do you have to turn the dial? Do you have to mm. choose what you're microwaving and then add the weight and that kind of stuff? You do with my mum's microwave, which is ridiculous. There was, there was a QI fact um, I happened to notice yesterday when I was, for some strange reason, when I submit my um, electricity and gas readings, you then get a QI fact. that Most microwaves actually use more power powering the digital clock than they do um, over its life actually heating food up. <laughs> but it's one of those oh, facts you can't really check you just have to assume you qi is right yes um okay so uh amazon um, not amazon. not succeeding at everything it tries not succeeding at everything now you are a big fan of skiing i believe i am you are and so you ski down a mountain and after you ski down you take a ski lift back up to the top of the mountain presumably so you I ski do, down yes. all over again Absolutely. Or it seems like a rather pointless activity to me but then uh, i understand that i'm in a minority there but what about people who like to ski off piste people like to do um big back country skiing yeah not me but yes there are people who do this yes they can ski down but how do they get back up again because climbing a uh on skis presumably is a very difficult thing to do it it can be done there's a you do see people occasionally it's obviously a form physical form of exercise there are sort of skins underneath to go up that enable them to grip it looks like incredible hard work but sometimes when i'm being carried up a lift you will look down and you will see these people who just walk up the slopes but it must require immense energy um the other way of course sometimes if you're very rich you get a helicopter to drop you at the top <laughs> is that right well you well, laugh but it in um, courcheval where i tend to go which is full of a lot well maybe not at the moment but normally full of wealthy russians that happens quite a bit ah well i have two not one but two wow. alternatives for you oh the first one which is quite entertaining is the dolagon autonomous ski lift dolagon 
D-O-L-A-G-O-N with a lowercase d, but a capital G in the middle for, for no uh, good reason. Yeah, okay. I tell you what, if you put took Dolagon and you move the, the gon with a capital D at the beginning, it'd be saying gondola, wouldn't it? Maybe that's what it is. Oh. It's a reshaped gondola. Because sometimes skilers are called yeah. gondolas, yes. Mm. Okay. I just noticed that. It is a modified UTV, and I'm sure you know what a UTV is. Uh, no idea. No, it's a utility task vehicle. I didn't know either, but apparently that's what it was. Anyway, this is fitted with GPS mm. and uh, LIDAR, so it can detect things in the way. And it has snowmobile tracks. So it takes four people, and you, you tell it where you want to go, and it works out a route to get there, and it takes you up to the top of the hill. You ski down along with your three mm. chums, who presumably have chipped in to help you buy this thing. Yes. And, um, and it follows you. And when you get down to the bottom, it takes you all the way back up again. Well, that sounds good, but, but with no no driver, so autonomous. It's so given no all driver. the problems we've had with things like um, Teslas, yes, just on ordinary roads that are flat, you're expected to trust this thing to avoid going off the edge of a cliff. Yes, you and your right. friends. Yes, exactly. Okay. But as you know, you can ski off a cliff, and as long as you've got your well, well, uh, your when, parachute with a Union Jack on it, yes, you can yes, just land safely. Wild machine yes. gunning yes. people. Not know. if you're in the uh, Dolagon at the same time. Possibly not. No. They don't say if that has a parachute built into it. Anyway, Dolagon.com, no word on pricing, or even if it's going to be available to the general public. Probably just be uh, sort of ski clubs to start with. Right, okay. But if you don't like the idea of this thing, Following me around <laughs> as you ski, I mean, it will probably run you over. Imagine that. That would be awful to be run over by your own autonomous ski lift. Yes. That would be embarrassing. If you yes. don't like that, you might like to look at the ZOA PL1. What right. I don't hear you say is the ZOA PL1. Well, let me tell you, the ZOA PL1, not a good name, possibly better than Dolagon. I tried rearranging <laughs> it, and Plizua is the best I can get by taking the first half and putting it after the second half. It is, it is a shoebox-sized device that weighs just under five kilograms, and you put it in your backpack. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you have a tow rope, which you tie to a tree at the top, and you tie the other half... Um, to you and you ski down the hill this tow rope is 305 meters long is that that a long way when you're skiing it doesn't sound very long it doesn't sound very long yeah it doesn't sound very long at all anyway when you get down to the bottom having been suddenly jerked to a stop by your tow (laughs) rope which is tied to the top you then turn around you take the zoa pl1 out of your backpack you uh, put the cord through its rollers and it winches you back up how about that? Mm. Mm, so if exactly. you've actually gone round a few trees on the way down, it's going to be a really weird ride back up. It's going to be a very strange ride. I think there's there's enough rope to go around trees on the way there down. Are, there are many of these inventions we discuss where the phrase that comes to mind is, have they thought this one through? <laughs> and I suspect, I, I would not. like to see yeah. proof, of, um, proof of it in action before I would even yes. contemplate tying one end to a tree and skiing down somewhere. Yes. It's the other end. It's when you get out of the bottom, unless you uh, unless you have a, a GPS on your watch that precisely they measures stop your now. 305 yes. metres. It yes. could be quite a sudden stop, couldn't it? Yes. Hmm. Uh, anyway, they, it will be on Kickstarter when they finally either work out how much to charge for it or indeed finish making it. <laughs> oh I suspect goodness. they have done neither yet. Okay, right. 
but from one ludicrous mode of transport to another ludicrous mode of transport. Mode of transport. Mm-hmm. You remember the old uh, the old joke about haggises when people talk about where haggises come from? And yes, yes, people yes. There were the many Scots recently on, on Burns Night. Many people were. There were. And people of Scotland said, will try and... Oh, I was going to say, they're regurgitating saying, them, much like I imagine I would <laughs> if I ever had haggis. Oh, I love haggis. I've never <laughs> taken haggis. <laughs> you ever tried it? No. Well, then you eat sausages, don't you? Well, it's oh, not the difference. No. It is. Okay. <laughs> All right. We won't get into that. But there used to be the joke that haggises lived on mountainsides. They had one leg shorter than the other, so they could run around mm. the mountain without falling over. That's true, isn't it? It is. Of course it's true. Yes, yes. Simon. The, the swin car, again, I find we're addicted to car's wind, doesn't work. The swin car is operating the same principle. It is a four-wheel car with each wheel on a sort of spider-like multi-jointed suspension mm-hmm. so that they can go over obstacles and the world sort of move up and down by quite a large way, by a, a foot or more, in fact, several, a couple mm-hmm. of feet, uh, as they go over things. And they can take you round the side of a, of a mountain or a hill up to a 50-degree incline, which is a very, very sharp incline. I don't think you'd even ski down something as sharp as that. Well, I certainly wouldn't know. Keeping you perfectly level as two the two legs up, uh, are retracted and the two below are, are stretched all the way down. Sounds good, That's, doesn't it? Sounds very impressive. Have you seen video of this uh, working? Yes, I have seen video of working. It looks a little bumpy, not the smoothest of rides, but it is available now or will be available shortly for twelve and a half thousand euros. Or if you want to take a friend along, the tandem version is fifteen thousand euros. So again, not cheap. Well, it doesn't seem do take it out. staggeringly expensive, but what's it like driving on the flat, though? Or would you not want to use it on the flat? Oh, you could probably use it on the flat, but the whole point is you go seriously off-road with it. Yes. It looks like a lot of fun. Swincar.net, if you like the sound of that, and even if you don't well, like you the sound clearly of that, do. You clearly do. I do. I would like to have a go on one. I wouldn't like to own one. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's pause for breath. Hmm. Why not? Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to Gadgets and Gizmos on Share Radio, uh, where I'm in conversation with Steve Kaplan, who's got yet more Gadgets and Gizmos for us. I have. And we're still on the transport. Hmm. And this is a really clever one. There is a mining company based in the Western Australian desert, which has to move hundreds, dozens maybe, of trucks containing iron ore Hmm. from the mine to the processing plant. And they noticed that the mine was um, slightly elevated compared to the processing plant. Hmm. Though they have... uh, produced the Infinity Train, which is a great name for a train. I certainly want to go on one of those. Yeah, absolutely. I won't be given the chance because I'm not a lump of iron ore. But the thing about the Infinity Train, it's it's electric and doesn't need charging because 
It's uh, the downhill slope. As it comes down laden with its iron ore, it has regenerative braking that slows the train slightly, but which charges up the batteries. Right. When it gets to the bottom, they take all the iron ore out, thus making the train much lighter. And it, there's enough power in the batteries to power itself back up the hill to where it started. I think a version of Gerald Hofton's Bricklayer story almost. Um, well, that seems incredibly clever. It I mean, seems incredibly so clever. So almost the closest we get to perpetual motion. Oh, well, I'll tell you what was even closer. Have you ever been to the town of Lynmouth on the south coast of either Devon or Cornwall or one of those places? Uh, I have. It's an Exmoor, surely, isn't it, on the north coast? Uh, possibly. It's um, Yes, I was there relatively the recently. Coast. Oh, were you? Yes. And um, Oh, yes, they... Yes, yes, yes. You mean the you mean the sort of thing way of getting up the cliff with the, the water. The funicular railway. Yes, yes. So I was there some years ago when it was celebrating its hundredth anniversary, and what it is is a train on tracks, and it goes from Linton at the top yes. to Linmouth at the bottom, and there's a river at the top, and when it's at the top, it fills up with water, and uh, and passengers, mm-hmm. and that the weight of the water takes it down to the bottom. And when it's uh, down at the bottom, uh, everyone gets off, they discharge the water and presumably some kind of clever waiting mm. mechanism takes it back up to the top. And it's been working on free water for over 100 years. Yes, it's not a quite perpetual motion, but it is wonderful to, wonderful to watch and indeed to ride in. Yes. Yeah, it was great fun. Yes. yes. So there you are. For once, for once you ask you ask a question to which the answer from me is yes. That doesn't often happen on this show. It doesn't. <laughs> no. Let me play one of these. So where now? Is still transport? No, no, we're going underwater now. Ooh. But only briefly, and then we're going back up in the air again. Okay. If you've ever caressed a shark, and I imagine that you haven't. Uh, no you will discover that uh, their skin isn't smooth. Or rather, it feels smooth in one direction, but not in the other direction, because they have ribbed uh, ribbed skin, Hmm. uh, like tiny scales. And apparently this ribbed skin reduces the drag. And the clever people at Lufthansa, the airline, have teamed up with the possibly even cleverer people at BASF, uh, and they have produced AeroShark film, Aeroshark film is a 20th of a millimeter thick, which is actually very, very thin indeed. And if you take 950 square meters of Aeroshark film and you wrap a Boeing 777 in it, which they have done, it reduces right. the fuel consumption in flight by uh, 1.1%. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, 1.1%. It sounds like an awful lot of effort to go to, but it turns out Swiss Airlines have added this uh, Aeroshark film to all 12 of its fleet of Mm -hmm. 777s, which they reckon will not only save them 4,800 tonnes of jet fuel every year, it'll also cut their CO2 emissions down by 15,000 tonnes. So it's a good thing. Fantastic. All manner of things now occur to me. I mean, that does seem a good thing, but then you wonder whether it has other applications. I mean, can runners dress themselves in it? Or cyclists they, um, they put their bikes in it? To go 1.1% faster? I'm not sure it's worth the effort, is it? Well, for an athlete, it would be. One, I suppose it would, yes. Well, maybe they will be um, helping athletes mm. to reduce drag in the same way. 
Clever, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Mm. Yes, I quite like that. That's yeah. improved. I thought you would. Extraordinary. How anybody gets from the study of sharks to that seems quite an extraordinary. It leap. does, anyway. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, a leap of imagination. <laughs> and a further leap from underwater up to the plains and even higher up to the moon. So the, one of the reasons why people can't yet colonise the moon is the lack of oxygen up there. I mean, also the yes, it's a bit of a problem. Yes, and the lack of Netflix. There are all kinds of things <laughs> yes. that are not on the moon that we would want. Yes, to have. I, I can. Of the three, I suspect I know which one will get there first. <laughs> I bet you can get Netflix on the moon. I bet someone has done that. Yeah. Okay. So a British company called Thales Alenia Space. Mm. Um, I always thought it's pronounced Thales, but as I know, when I bought a roof box for my car some years ago, uh, they said, no, no, it's Thales. And I said, how do you know? And she said, well, because the, the company sent someone around to everyone who was selling it, telling them how to pronounce their name. So it's <laughs> Thales. Anyway, they uh, have been contracted. Can you imagine if that was your job? Going around telling people how they to possibly the show them how to open the uh, the roof boxes as well, <laughs> okay. and maybe how to sell them. Uh, they have been contracted by the European Space Agency to mine oxygen on the moon. Doesn't that sound fabulous? Mine it. Hmm. Right. Well, mine is perhaps not mining in the sense that Bitcoin is mined. They don't actually oh, send miners okay. down yeah, yeah. to dig it out. What they do is they take moon rocks, they hmm. crush them, they compress the resulting dust into tablets. And then they heat those tablets up, and they reckon, with any luck, that should release oxygen. Uh, just one could uh, to heat something up. You don't think, you actually need yes. oxygen for the process? Well, I think if you've got solar panels, you can probably uh, okay. Heat them up. Okay, you don't need. I mean, the sun heats up the earth with oh, no true. oxygen in between it and us. No, I guess that's true. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I take back my cavil. So it could mean the first space station on the moon. Wouldn't that be exciting? Yeah. With plumbed yeah. in Netflix. Yeah, with plumbed in Netflix. So they Doesn't solve the problem about the water, of course, but okay. They've paid them £840,000 to develop this. Doesn't sound very much. Doesn't. To me. No, there's no. something that could be absolutely game-changing for life yes. on well, not another planet. Well, certainly not enough to actually try it in situ. Not enough, no. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly not. <laughs> Not unless they find a very cheap way of getting there. Yes, a big, they're going to have a very big ladder. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should move on to our crowdfunding time. Of the oh, week. well, if we're going to do that, then we'll have one of these. OK. Thank you very much. And from the moon, we are diving back down to Earth, mm -hmm. um, landing with a splash in the sea and hoping to surf. But how do you know if you can surf there? Well, obviously, the easy way is to look up on a surfing app on your phone and it'll tell you immediately. The slightly less what? easy way... Okay. There's a surfing app that will tell you if you can surf. It'll tell you I've never learned before. When the tides oh, I see. If, yeah. you're a, oh, if you're a surfer and are you able to surf today rather exactly. than can you simply surf if you're very unathletic? Oh, I see. Now, for me, it will just say no. Yes, and me too. Okay, fine. Go back to bed. Yes. Uh, so this is the tidy, T-I-D-E-Y. Mm -hmm. um, little pun there, tidy. And it is a tide clock. It consists of a grid of squares, of eight across by eight down, making mm -hmm. 64 squares. But they are not square. They are slightly skewed uh, to make a sort of wave pattern on the front. Mm -hmm. And they fill up with blue, depending on how high the tide is at that moment. 
and there's a little animation that shows you whether the tide is going up or down, or whether it's coming and going out. And it looks quite cute. It's made by a British surfer and presumably inventor called Gareth James. Uh, there's a database of a thousand beaches around the world. And, um, and you plug it in and it just has a constant display showing what the tide of your choice is like. Mm. You obviously like this. Right? You're almost wishing you could surf now. Almost wishing I, was, I could surf. It's £80, mm. um, after which you have to pay a £4.99 a, a year annual fee for access to its servers. But I think it sounds like a very yes. cute device. Kickstarter or Tidy with an E, tidy.co. And, um, and check it out. Um, I, now that you mentioned this, and this annual fee thing seems to be happening with more and more apps yes. and programs, doesn't it? It's mm, very hard just like to buy it. something you can just use for as long as you want. There are, there are some that you can, but yes, a lot of them are moving towards mm. the uh, this process because it means that they can carry on charging you. Oh, yes, that. I realise why they're doing it. And, and what they're really hoping is that even if you're not using the programme, you've forgotten that you're paying them. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. As yes. happens for so many things. But then oh, absolutely. Uh, the people, young people today, I'm not talking about you and me, are used to paying monthly for their mobile phone, uh, for Netflix, um, for you know other streaming services, yes. for Amazon Prime, and indeed for their cars, because a lot of young people are yes. leasing cars on monthly fee rather than paying for them outright. Yes. They'll be leasing their phones on a monthly yes. fee. I have a friend uh, about to use one of those currency cards and then realised they've been charged £2 every so often for not using it because it was dormant. They got terribly cross because a lot of the money had just gone on this this charge. Uh, Though in fact, they rang up and complained, and they got the money back. But um, I would just ridiculous. have got just angry and cut it up. Hmm. So what now? We've still got a little bit of time left. We can move on to the unnamed medical student in uh, India, who eleven years ago enrolled in the medical school, hmm. uh, and he's been trying to pass his final exams. Keeps on failing them. And he had his final chance to pass his final exam. And he thought, I need a bit of help. So he got an earpiece surgically implanted. Surgically by implanted. Ear, nose and throat specialist. Right. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And yes. he had a chum who was a doctor outside who was relaying uh, information to him. Sadly, he was caught because they discovered a little Bluetooth transceiver in his pocket. And he was expelled. What a shame. Well, full marks, I suppose, for um, uh, ingenuity. But now he's, has he still got the device inside, one wonders? Well, I and if so, how else can he use it? Um, he could go on quiz games. Well, yes. Um, I could, pub quizzes. I'm sure there are all kinds of ways he could, <laughs> he could cheat with that. But um, well, it's, he hasn't quite desperate. I think anyone... Mind you sort, of, you sort of wonder it. whether there are lots more people who aren't discovered. Well, indeed. Doing something similar. Indeed. He could be the only one that was caught. Yes. Yes. And finally, have we got time oh, for an and finally? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, some research by the University of California uh, shows that people engage more with podcasts if they're wearing a headphones rather than just listening to them on speakers. Now, I'd have thought well, that was bleeding obvious. Yeah, I was about to say exactly the same, but I thought <laughs> yes. maybe that was just me. No, no, they have done, they've enrolled 4,000 participants in their study. At, I mean, heaven knows what cost. 
uh, and they've come up with this uh, this conclusion. I think they could have asked me. Sure. Well, again, and yes, said, they could have asked us. We'd have given them the same answer in half the time for half the money. Exactly, yes. Yes, but that's extraordinary. I mean, it, yeah. it truly is bleeding obvious. I mean, you just, if you've got headphones on, you don't, well, as you pointed out last time with those new Sony earbud things. Yes. I mean, most of the time, you just don't hear as much distracting noise if you've exactly. got earphones on than if you're listening exactly. on a speaker. Oh, dear me. And this is the University of California. Uh, yes, the San yes. Diego branch of the University okay. of California. People pay to send their offspring there. Extraordinary. Steve, thank you. thank you very much indeed. We will have more Gadget and Gizmos at the same time next week. Do join us. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.